0: God wasn't just using the stuff that felt good to you. Not just the stuff that you praised Him for. Not just the stuff that you thanked Him for. Paul finally came to the point where he said, I learned to thank God for my thorn. I learned to thank him for the things that he is using that I did not choose for myself. The things that he is using that tormented me at one time, but the tormentor was my mentor that transformed me into who I needed to be so that I would rely on the grace of God. It's the blessing of both. I was amazed how Jesus, when he was putting together his kingdom dream team, knew that one of them was a devil and kept him anyway. John I understand. The disciple that Jesus loved, at least that's what he put in his own bio. (laughs) Of course you chose John. He's going to take care of your mama when you're gone. And of course, he chose Judas because Judas was the one who got him to the cross where he paid the price that he came to pay. You need both. You need wheat and weeds. And if you try to pull them up, you try to get the stuff out of your life that you don't like, you'll tear out the wheat, the substance, you'll tear out the thing that God is growing. See, what would happen if you planted this particular type of, of weed, or some versions call it the tares, the, the wheat and the tares, it, it, it looked the same on the surface, but, but, but where it was really difficult was underground, where the tares would intermingle with the wheat and the root systems would get in, intertwined. And sometimes, what God is doing in your life beneath the surface, the the pain is intertwined with the purpose. You hear me? The thing that you don't like about yourself is sometimes the thing that God is using. And we, we ask God to use us, and we ask God to do His will in our lives, unless we don't like it. And then we want to root that out. And so then it's like, well, God, I want you to do this, but not that. And what Solomon said is what Jesus said. You don't know which one is which. And so we have to be very careful when we are trying to do our own gardening. Because I don't know about you, but I am not a horticulturist. I don't have a lot of agriculture experience. I was preparing this message, and I had this weird memory of being a little boy, and my mom had this little flower bed outside our house, and one day I decided to be helpful. and I came back to the uh, door, and I was so proud. I was like, Mom, and I had my hands full, and I said, I got all the weeds out of your flower bed. and She looked like she wanted to slap me, but she restrained herself. She said, Those were the flowers. But I didn't know the difference because I was too immature to know the difference. And sometimes we are spiritually immature and we are running from things and removing things and resisting things. And in the process of trying to pluck out the weeds, you're removing the wheat. If God answered every prayer you prayed right now, I'm sorry. Bruce Almighty was a pretty good movie. It would screw up the universe. It would ruin your training Look, can I teach a little bit? All right, so I used to not be able to do a pull-up. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was 22 years old and I had never done a pull-up in my life So I start training to do pull-ups and I could do some pull-ups one day this guy told me that I had to do not only pull-ups, which was a a feat of accomplishment for me that I worked my whole life toward to this point, a culmination of my entire life's effort in the realm of exercise. He's like, now I need you to do a negative. I said, what's a negative? He said, well, there's two parts to every rep. There's when you're going up and there's when you're coming down. But there's just as much benefit in coming down as there is in coming up. I'm going to give you seven seconds, because if that hits you right, you will start to see that the things in your life right now that you perceive as negative might be a crucial function in building your strength and your stamina and your hope. There are some things about God that you can only learn going down. Ask Peter, beginning to sink, when he felt the grip of the grace of God through the hand of Jesus of Nazareth, and he said, Now I know that you're Lord. It's the blessing of both. and You don't know. Touch somebody say, You don't know. You don't know the difference between wheat and weed. You can't do the angel's job. Let God sort that out. I heard the Lord say, keep sowing and stop sorting. S O R T I N G. Keep sowing and stop sorting. Stop judging the experience the moment it happens. Give it some time to see what it is. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you have experienced this, but… Some of my successes have been the fruit of my failures. Some of the things that have produced the most in my life were the things that honestly at the time I was the most embarrassed about. Some of the things that have actually… I I know that most of you in this church know the song, Oh Come to the Altar, the song that almost never was. There There were 12 versions of that song. All of them sucked. All right, write this down. You want a deep revelation? Success starts with sucks. He says, sow it in the morning, sow it in the evening, because you don't know. Seeds can be deceiving. Seeds can look awfully small. Seeds can look impotent and they may be dormant for a while, and when you sow them, they go away for a little while. But they didn't go to die. They went to multiply. Some of the things in your life that you said goodbye to, you need to say, see you later. I'm expecting you to come back up again, because I believe in resurrection. Mm, The blessing of both. Both. I need both in my life. Paul needed both. I guess I do too. Paul had this thing he called a thorn. And he kept trying to weed it out. Ask God three times, take it away. Now, if you've ever asked God to take something away, that's fine. But if he doesn't do it, leave it alone. And here's why you can leave it alone. Because the presence of weeds will not cancel out the power of the wheat. What is supposed to grow will grow. Leave it alone for a little while and see what it becomes. See if it will be the fruit. This, this failure that you're processing right now… Some of you started the business, you did the thing, you took the step, and you made a mess out of it. See if maybe that, not, that might be the seed of something that becomes something that people will celebrate in the future, and you will know and God will know that you almost gave up. and The Enemy was there telling you, Stop sowing. It's not working, but you kept sowing, and you sowed in the morning, and you sowed in the evening, and you loved anyway, and you forgave anyway, and you showed up anyway, and you did it anyway, and you memorized the Scripture and quoted it anyway, even though it wasn't happening in your life, but you kept quoting it, and you kept sowing, and you didn't try to sort it out, and you didn't try to root it up. and. You you didn't get impatient and immature, but you waited for the will of God to come to pass in your life. Don't you ever stop sowing because you don't know. Solomon said, You don't know the way that the breath enters the bones, and you don't know the way God works either. You don't know. We don't know which sermons God's going to use to touch people. Didn't you ever preach one you hated, and then everybody wanted to talk about it for the next year? And you preached one you loved and nobody ever remembered it. It'll make you mad, but that's how the breath operates. So you'll be reminded that you need the Spirit of God, not just structure and skill and some things in your life. It's going to surprise you because you don't know. He said one might work and one might not, or both might do equally well. In fact, he said in the ESV, both may be good. Now That made me think of Joseph naturally. Old Testament Joseph with the with the coat Joseph, the coat that got him beat up, the coat that got him thrown in a pit, the coat that represented the favor of his father, the coat that was kind of loud and obnoxious, but he wore it anyway, the coat that let him know he was chosen even if people didn't like him. Remember, you need both. Everybody's not supposed to like you. If everybody likes you, you are doing nothing. If everybody likes you, you stand for nothing. If everybody agrees with you, you are saying nothing. You don't need everybody to like you. This is spoken like a true prophet now. Because one time I was going through some criticism, and I asked God to make it stop. He said, well, if I stop that, then I got to stop the blessing that created the criticism to begin with, because both grow together. Both grow together. Oh, I I want to be used by God, and I want everybody to agree with all of my decisions and validate my existence. (laughs) Both grow together. and So, when Joseph did get pushed in a pit, it was no surprise to me that the Ishmaelite caravan was the one that picked him up. It didn't surprise me at all, because that's just like God. He always uses both. Ishmael was the son that Abraham had doing it his own way. Isaac was the one that he had doing it God's way. But guess which one God used? Guess which one God used? Both. You mean God will use my mistakes to bring about a deliverance in my future? You mean God will use the dumb thing I did? I'm saying absolutely. If he's sovereign, he will. If it's his field, if it's his harvest, if it's his job to superintend your life, even the Ishmaelites served a purpose. When David slept with Bathsheba after the child died, the next son he had was named Solomon, who was the wisest man who ever lived. Who wrote Ecclesiastes 11? His dumbest decision led to the world's greatest wisdom. He, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Because I saw it in my mind like this. I saw that God is using both in your life right now. He's using both. So when Joseph gets thrown in prison, it's not good. But God uses that to introduce him to somebody who is going to bring him before Pharaoh. When he comes before Pharaoh, Pharaoh is telling him about a dream that means there's going to be a famine in the land. Well, the famine isn't good, but God is using the famine to create a position of favor for his people. Now, when they finally got there, Joseph is standing before his brothers, and he has a revelation that everything that has happened in his life wasn't good, but everything that happened in his life has been held in the hand of God. So God wasn't just using the stuff that felt good to you not just the stuff that you praised him for, not just the stuff that you thanked him for. Paul finally came to the point where he said, I learned to thank God for my thorn. I learned to thank him for the things that he is using that I did not choose for myself, the things that he is using that tormented me at one time, but the tormentor was my mentor that transformed me into who I needed to be so that I would rely on the grace. Of God. It's the blessing of both. It's both. So when Joseph said, You meant it to harm me, but God meant it for good, he's not speaking out of both sides of his mouth. It's both. They meant it, but God used it. God is going to use. Both. I promise you he is. I promise you he is. That's what the cross represents, after all. Is two beams, one vertical, that's you and God, one horizontal, that's you and people. It's both. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's both. It's not one or the other, it's both. I praise God when I feel it. I praise God when I don't feel it. I praise God when I sense him. I praise him when it's so distant that I wonder sometimes, is any of this even real? I praise him in the good times. I praise him in the bad times. I praise him when he does what I ask. I praise him when he runs a little late to Lazarus' funeral, because I know even on the fourth day he can say something. Joseph said, Oh, it's both, it's pain and purpose, it's both. And We keep waiting to this day when everything in our life will be stable and all of our relationships will be harmonious, and God said, I need you to learn how to celebrate the wheat, even while you're looking at the weeds. Even the enemy serves a purpose. Even the devil works for God. The devil's not in charge of what happens in my life. God doesn't do everything that happens to me, but He uses everything that happens to me. There is nothing that is happening in your life that will not have to pass through the hand of God by the time it's said and done. And so I saw this picture that really moved me of how Joseph's father, Jacob, at the end of his life was sitting on his deathbed. And Jacob was an interesting character because he had two names. Jacob, deceiver, Israel, prince. Which one was he? If you'll be really honest, you're both too. So please don't judge people just because their shortcomings are exposed. If it weren't for the grace of God, who knows where you would be? Come on, how many know what you're capable of? I didn't have a problem. I didn't have a problem preaching in that prison the other day because I'm not in that same situation, but I could be. There's nothing better about me than anybody that I was preaching to. It wasn't a problem for me to preach. It's it's the power of both, it's the blessing of both. And when Jacob was about to die, Joseph. Wanted to get his kids in front of Jacob so that they could be blessed. And he brought these two sons that he had in Egypt. The oldest one was named Manasseh, the younger one was named Ephraim. And they sat on Jacob's knees for a minute. Jacob couldn't see very well. And after all that Joseph has been through, God has blessed him anyway. These two sons. Have significant names. Manasseh means to forget, because he said, "I'm I'm going to forget the shame and the pain of Egypt." God has made me forget. And then Ephraim means fruitful. Not beautiful how God can produce fruit and even the hardest and worst situations. Well, anyway, when Jacob was sitting up to bless the boys. He did something weird. I want to show you this real quick. I don't know who this is for, but in Genesis 48, 13… You got it? 48, 13, please. It said, And Joseph took them… He took both of them. Ephraim in his right hand toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand. God's gonna bless both. And he brought them near him. Next verse. And Israel stretched out his right hand, laid it on the head of Ephraim, who was the younger, and his left hand on the head of Manasseh, crossing his hands, for Manasseh was the firstborn. Now understand when he did that. It broke every protocol and violated every expectation because he was supposed to bless the oldest one first. But God doesn't do things the way we think that he should do things. And we don't get what we deserve from God. We get so much more. We get his grace and his mercy. And when he. When he crossed his hands over to bless the younger one first Do any of you know that God has blessed you in ways that you don't deserve and didn't earn and there's no way in the world You could have built a resume to afford it so When he did it Joseph got really upset It said when Joseph saw verse 17 that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim it displeased him and he took his father's hand to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head, watch the next verse. And Joseph said to his father, "Not this way, my father. this was' the firstborn. You know, I know you're getting old and you can't. You, you used to do this when you were a little kid. you've been trying to switch things up your whole life, but put your right hand on his head, watch the next verse, but his father refused and said, "I know my son, I know. He shall also become a people. He shall also be great." In other words, he said, "I'm going to bless both." You know why I don't ever have to be jealous of anybody else's life? You know why I don't ever have to worry about comparing myself to what God does for somebody else? Because God is big enough to bless both of us. And when you know that, come on, when you know that, this is the blessing of both to know that what I call good, what I call bad. God is going to bless both. Don't you go trying to pluck stuff yourself. That's above your pay grade. Don't you go on a self-improvement project without God's help. You'll mess up the masterpiece. God said, It's all working together for the good. I'm going to bless both. They were singing a minute ago. Come here, Tiff. She was singing, You Never Lost a Battle. You Never Lost a Battle. I felt that when, when we were writing that song. I felt it. She, we, she was, we were just singing that. You Never Lost a Battle. You never, never Lost, lost a battle. battle. And we just started singing that. Oh man, I was like, "Yes, Lord, the church is gonna want to sing this." Come here, come here, come here, come here. And then I was like, "Keep singing it." But then I was like, "Chris, won't you, uh, won't you help her?" And then she sang it. I said, "What if they? What if they both? What if they both? What if they both? What if they both? Yeah, what if they both? What if? Both? What if it was both?" What if it was both? What if Paul and Silas start praising God together? What if we come together in his name and begin to lift him up? What if we praise him? that all things work together. It really is a privilege to share God's Word with you. Thank you for joining me. But each week, we just have a little bit of time together, and I'd love to take the conversation beyond just a TV program. So if you wanna go deeper, if you wanna connect on another level, you can call or go online right now and request exclusive resources from today's message. We'll make them available to you with your gift of any amount to the ministry. But I wanna tell you about something else too. Live, every single Sunday, we broadcast a message from Elevation Church, the church where I pastor. And so you can tune in, worship with us, hear a message, experience the ministry live as it happens. And what's even better, you can connect with a community of people from all over the world. We call it EFAM, E like Elevation, E like Extended. It means a lot of different things. But it's just our way to connect with you beyond this broadcast. I would love for you to join us live this weekend. Then you can go online stephenfurtick.com slash live. Don't forget the slash live. It will take you directly to the details and the times. So do it now. Visit the website. I'll see you this weekend. Some of you have had the wind against you your whole life. You didn't have the right shoes, your parents didn't make a lot of money, you had to learn to fit in, you had to learn how to be tough, you had to learn how to be hard, and you learned how to survive a storm. But the problem with that is sometimes the wind isn't even against you, but you still feel like it is. You don't know the way God is going to work in your situation, and it is always too soon for you to quit on something that God put on the inside of you. If he gave you a dream, it's too soon to walk away from it just because it doesn't manifest in three dimensions by the time you get done praying about it. Seeds can be deceiving. Seeds can look awfully small. Seeds can look impotent, and they may be dormant for a while, and when you sow them, they go away for a little while. But they didn't go to die. They went to multiply. Some of the things in your life that you said goodbye to, you need to say, see you later. I'm expecting you to come back up again because I believe in resurrection.
1: If God's put gifts and dreams inside of us, isn't it time to find out what they are? Your potential isn't gone. It's just waiting for you to access it. Call or go online now for your copy of Unlocking Your Hidden Potential. EFAM is our online family at Elevation Church. It doesn't matter where you call home, becoming a part of our EFAM is as simple as joining us online each week. Each weekend, we broadcast our worship experiences to thousands of people around the world. It's so simple for you to join the huge move of God that is happening through our EFAM by tuning into experiences on the weekend or on demand when it's convenient for you. When you participate, you'll experience awesome worship music, preaching, and community with people tuning in, just like yourself. You can have a deeper connection by joining an e-group and an e-team, giving online, and connecting with other e-fam near you through watch parties. Wherever you find yourself in life, we want to be a place you can depend on for receiving inspiration, encouragement, and support. Grow your faith, no matter where you are.